Hey there, Jen, back with episode two of the Renegade Motherhood podcast. And today I want to talk about postpartum and why I believe how we define it in our society is total bullshit and not serving anyone. But I want to start by talking about what the clinical postpartum definition is. And they really say it's about six weeks up to six months post-delivery, so post-childbirth. Um, and that by that point, your body should have sort of gone back to what it was like before you were pregnant. Now, the first thing that makes me pause is that, you know, a, a pregnancy is typically about nine months. And so over nine months, we're creating a life and things are getting moved out of the way and hormones change and your gut changes. And it's crazy <laughs> what your body can do. And then it's supposed to take only like six weeks to go back to normal. And I think this is this is totally nuts. Some more BS around this is the fact that we have, in the United States at least, which is where I'm based, totally inadequate recovery time. If you have a, you know, at normal, as what they would say, you know, a vaginal birth, you can get about two nights in the hospital. If you have a cesarean, it's a few extra days. And then after that, you know, you are sent home. And I always sort of jokingly but said that it kind of felt like I was hit by a car. I was in like a car accident. And then I went to the hospital and they were like, oh, you can stay here, you know, for, for two days. And then, oh, on your way out, take like a brand new puppy with you, <laughs> you know, to take care of. <laughs> and the puppy's going to cry at night and need to be taken out for walks and need to be taken out to pee. But, you know, good luck with your recovery and like your full body cast. So we aren't given any kind of, you know, of, of recovery time. And then so many women have to go back to work after just a few weeks, which is totally bananas. And that is because we don't have any kind of mandatory paid leave in our country, which is a whole other thing that I'll, I'm sure I'll get up on my soapbox about at some point. And then there's just inadequate support. There's not enough childcare. There's no, there's, you know, not a lot of subsidized childcare. Oftentimes, as you know, in my case, you're having children later in life because you're waiting for to maybe be in a better financial situation or find the right you know, partner or be in a place where you can do it on your own or whatever. I know it looks different for everybody, so I'm trying not to generalize, but you know, you're in a place where you may not have family that's in a place that either lives near you or they might be aging parents. And so then you're kind of in the sandwich generation of taking care of aging parents and trying to raise young kids. Oftentimes, if you are in a partnership or a marriage, that partner has to go back to work very quickly too. And so then you're kind of left on your own. Breastfeeding circles can be hard to find. Trying to find a lactation consultants is not always as easy to find. There's just not a lot of support. And the next piece is that there's so much focus on the pregnancy and the childbirth. And then after childbirth, the baby. There is not enough being talked about of what to expect for the person who has given birth, for the people who are going to be helping, you know, raise the child, take care of the baby, and also take care of the partner. I remember taking a lot of classes and they were focused around childbirth and they were focused around breastfeeding and diapering and, you know, and, and making sure the home was safe and, you know, all those things, which are all really important things. But there was nothing that was like, here's how to not divorce your spouse. <laughs> Here's what happens to your body. Here's what you might be feeling. And these things are actually, you know, these things are common. I remember once fairly early on in my postpartum phase, waking up just totally 
drenched. Like every, I could have wrung out my shirt. I was just covered in sweat and water. And I was like at three in the morning Googling, you know, on my phone, like, is this normal? Trying to find out. And it turns out like it is because I did have IV fluids during my delivery. And so, but I never had that before. And so I wake up in this state feeling like, oh my God, what's wrong? And that triggers, you know, a stress response. And then I had a hard time going back to sleep because I was so didn't had no idea that that was something that could happen, you know, at no point. And that's just like a, a fairly small thing, but that happened for like weeks. And then I got, remember getting super itchy. I only had like two stitches, but holy crap, as things healed down there, I was like ripping my skin off. I also discovered through an epidural that I have alert allergy to fentanyl. And I was like clawing my skin off. And so my skin had to recover because I was so itchy during labor that then it took me a while to recover from that. So like all these things that we, some of it you can't plan for, but there's just not enough even knowing like what what can happen. And then there's something for a lot of a lot of women are waiting until they're a little bit older to have to have kids and then we get in this phase where we're having kids in our like mid to late 30s and going straight potentially into perimenopause. We also have chronic stress. We're often entering a fertility or, or prenatal experience already with so much stress from demands of work, demands of relationships, again, maybe having parents and family that that need a lot from you. Maybe getting pregnant was a really challenging time for you. And so that puts stress on you. And so we're already in this state of chronic stress. And so we're initially essentially beginning our journey already depleted. And so how are we expected to then like just sort of bounce back, quote unquote, after six to six weeks to six months? It just blows my mind. And the reason this is so problematic is because it's setting women up to think that if you are still feeling not great, if you're still feeling off, if you're feeling fatigued, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're having a hard time just with like your identity, with relationships, with, you know, whatever that looks like, it's going to look different for everybody. And you're baby is seven months old or nine months old or a year old or two years or three years or 10 years old, and you're having hormone imbalances and you're having digestion issues and you're having low libido and you're struggling with anxiety or you're having, you know, just feeling exhausted still or memory disturbances, brain fog, all those things. Most people are going to tell you it's just part of being a mom. It's part of stress. It's part of, you know, trying to have it all, right? Most are going to not tell you this could be because of your pregnancy, It could be because of the multiple pregnancies you've had, the multiple childbirth experiences you've had. It could be because like you're still postpartum. And here's the thing. In my mind, once you've given birth, you are postpartum. And so we are just doing such an injustice by continuing to talk about postpartum as if it's this finite amount of time or this finite experience. And as though things are supposed to just snap back to normal in a very, very short amount of time. So... I would love for you to reflect on this. How has this shown up for you? Is this resonating? I've talked about this a bit on social media on some of the platforms that I'm on. And people have been like, oh my God, this this really makes a lot of sense. In my next couple of episodes, I'm actually going to talk about several things that I wish someone had told me about postpartum and some things that happen to your body during pregnancy and after childbirth that again, I don't think not enough people are talking about. I won't say anybody, but not enough people are talking about. And these were some of the things that started to be pieces of the puzzle for myself and help me start feeling better 
and again, fill in some of those gaps that had been created and give me such a sense of relief and start to put my mental wellness back on track, physical wellness back on track, mood, sleep, things like that. So those will be coming up in the next few episodes, some more details and actual science, which I love. So we'll be talking more about that coming up. But for now, I want you to really think about how we talk about postpartum. If you have somebody, you know, if maybe you're listening to this and you have, you know, older kids and you're like, oh, interesting, but maybe you have somebody who's, you know, pregnant, uh, let them know about this podcast and hopefully maybe be a little bit better prepared for their experience and have an idea of like what to expect. And the point is not to scare anybody, but the point is, is to stop normalizing feeling like shit forever and make it seem like it's just part of being a mom because that's bullshit, my friends. See you soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Renegade Motherhood Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor and help me spread the word. I think all moms need to be hearing this information, no matter what age or stage you're in. So you can go ahead and hit subscribe, share it to your social feeds, or just let a friend know who you think would like to check this out. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok to continue the conversation. All the links you need to know are in the show notes. See you next time.